It's Thursday morning, and that means it's time for Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick Olson. Good morning, Larry. How are we doing today? Good. Survived the holiday season. How about you? <laughs> Hope you and your family well, did also. Yeah, yeah. well, it's, it's not over yet. We still got oh. some other stuff to uh, take care of. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, uh, Christmas uh, celebrated very well uh, on our side of the family. But uh, a lot of sports action. You know, we, we had the holiday break kind of there, and now things are going to start picking up here as we head into this uh, final weekend. Yeah, all, the local, the, the, all the local teams are in holiday tournaments this weekend, and they all come off some nice uh, performances in their last ones before the Christmas break. So um, I thought we'd start this morning, Larry, with uh, um, uh, boys basketball. Yeah. Um, the Warriors, uh, after a loss against Edgar on the 9th of December, have come back with some really nice wins, uh, particularly last week over Loyal, Black River Falls, and Antigo. Um, uh, Braden Trunkle has just been tremendous yeah, from three-point land lately. But uh, And Andrew Brown has really been yeah. stepping up. Too. And that's what I want to say. In the Black River Falls game, you know, they were a little stagnant there in the first half, and Andrew came off the bench and uh, nailed a couple of threes and kind of got the offense kick-started. And then in the second half, they got a little stagnant again, and Nate Weirs hit a couple of three-pointers and had 12 points in the second half. And uh, Isaac Weirs. Isaac Weirs. Well, we can give his brother credit, Yeah, too. right. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, it's tis the season. I'm tis sure, the season. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure the Weirs family won't mind. But, uh, yeah, Isaac Weirs, excuse me. That's but, all right. Uh, That's all right. Yeah, so so uh, Nilsville now finds themselves a half game behind Spencer uh, in the Eastern Clorabelle Conference when they get back into action uh, following the Christmas break. And uh, Spencer, we've talked about them. They're the surprise of this uh, Eastern Clover. Yeah, surprise. nobody talked about Spencer in the preseason. Uh, it looks to me like they're very guard-oriented with uh, Bacon and Cash, but uh, if that's what's carrying them, they're, they're 5-0 and in the conference, and everybody's looking up at them right now. So. We'll have Nilsville at Colby. That'll be our next broadcast on uh, 92.7, coming up on January 7th. So uh, Nilsville will make that and trip. And then on the more. 10th, I believe it's loyal uh, Nilsville and Spencer, I believe, on the 10th, I believe. Uh, let me somewhere check. Yes, know. Spencer yeah. and Nilsville at the Fieldhouse. Yes. yes. So, But uh, before, Nilsville also has a big tournament yes. this Friday and Saturday over in Auburndale. Uh, their first game is against Wyoiga Fremont. Uh, Wyoiga comes in 1-5. and five. Um, If they win that, the probability of them playing an undefeated Auburndale team on Saturday it looms ahead, and that's going to be a good uh, checkpoint for them, I think, right, to see how far they've come along this season. Yes, indeed. Yes, Auburndale, uh, just looking at the latest uh, rankings from uh, Wisports.net, they are ranked uh, eighth in Division Four and unbeaten. And uh, we were just talking to uh, Logan Gropp, the JV uh, coach for Nielsville. Stratford is number two in the state in Division right. Four, and those teams are all in their regional. Regional, and, uh, you know, it's you need, you need some uh, wins against these Merrillwood teams when you go into seating meetings for these regionals, are you going to end up like Stratford did in football as number two to Northwestern? So, but uh, yeah, a win against Auburndale would go a long way for the Warriors in regional seatings. So. Again, that tournament coming up this weekend, and the girls' basketball team from Nielsville is also going to be in that same tournament right. uh, over in Auburndale. Yeah, they're playing, also playing Wyoiga Fremont. Uh, interesting there, if they win there and Wyoiga is uh, one and eight. They have a possibility of going up against Loyal in a championship game. Uh, Loyal, who's played extremely well since uh, they lost to Nielsen in the opening game of the season, has a 6-2 and two Auburndale team to overcome, though, too. So, you know, that's also going to be a, a checking point for Mark Reitz, Mike Reese's squad also. So. Yeah, so that should be a... Could be an interesting uh, championship game there yep. with Nielsville and Loyal. And we got to say, you know, that both Loyal and... Uh, Nielsen both had big wins up at Colby here in the last week or so. 
you know, ending that long conference winning streak of Colby's. And uh, and both are ranked in the uh, top 10, 10 in their yeah. respective divisions. Yeah, and I believe there's a, sometime in January there's going to be a big matchup up in Loyal. So. <laughs> <laughs> and right now you look at the Eastern Cloverbelt and Columbus Catholic, Nielsville, and Loyal are all tied at 4-1. and one. Yeah, and I don't want to discount Columbus Catholic at all, but I do not believe Columbus Catholic, Larry, has played the strength of schedule that Nielsville and Loyal have so far in the conference. Um, both Loyal and Nielsville have both went to Gilman. They both went to Colby, and they played each other where Columbus has not. Uh, Columbus does have a win at home against Gilman, but uh, they, I believe they don't have the strength of schedule right now that the other two have played. All right, so, so that's boys and girls basketball. Now high school wrestling. Uh, there's the big tournament for uh, the NGL wrestlers. Yep. Uh, they're heading up to River Falls. Yep, the Northern Badger Classic. Um, I believe it's 37 or 38 teams, I believe. Uh, uh, very strong tournament. Um, people rank it probably second or third behind the Bi-State in, uh, in lacrosse for a, a holiday tournament. Uh, and then there's one over in the eastern part of the state that's pretty good. But, uh, um, you know, the kids had a very strong effort against Medford, a ranked team in Division Two. They lost to them 42-40. Uh, some nice wins by uh, Luke Dukes, uh, Jarek Young, Gage Ludovic. Uh, Keegan Anding, uh, Nathan Buchanan, and Gunnar Hoffman. Of course, Gunnar beat the number one t- uh, gentleman in the state at 220, and uh, it vaulted him up to third in the rankings. And uh, so we're looking for big things out of him. But uh, hopefully, we can get six to eight wrestlers to place over there. Uh, there's a possibility, anyway. You know, you have, uh, the ones I mentioned before, along with uh, Dan Paulzine uh, and Tommy Fremont, also. So, and I should also say Luke Dukes is ranked fifth in the in Division Two this week, and uh, Nathan Buchanan is ranked eighth at 170 this week. So, so looking looking forward to a big weekend of wrestling for those guys. What uh, What do you think is going to be their stiffest competition? Now, do they rank? Do they go in divisions when they, they go up there? Um, they're bra- they're bra- they're broken up in points. There's an overall first place trophy, and then they're broken up by in and in Division Two. I would think, uh, uh, let's see, who would be up there that would be strong in Division Two? St. Croix Central should be quite strong, uh, is one off the top of my head. Um, I believe the best overall team might be St. Croix Falls, but they're Division Three. In Division One, River Falls is probably going to be the top team overall, I would think. Um, so it's, it's hard to say, but, uh, yeah, I would think those would be the three. Uh, Kadat is also going to be a player in Division Three, also. Okay. So... All right, so that Northern Badger uh, Classic, that's coming up uh, starting tomorrow. Yep, 9.30 both days up at River Falls High School in River Falls. Okay, so that's uh, happening in high school wrestling. So a lot of things going on, the Bi-State Classic, the Northern Exposure, yep. uh, also wrestling yeah, tournaments. on the up. water over in uh, Oshkosh also, which is a big tournament also. So. And the latest team rankings uh, from wirrestling.com. Stoughton is number one in Division One. Uh, Rapids is ranked ninth. Division two, it's Wrightstown number one, and uh, Galactric Triplo, Melrose Monduro, solid team there. Yeah, very strong. Um, they will be in the same regional as Ellsworth this year, and there's a lot of people thinking they will be able to unseat Ellsworth in Ooh. that regional. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. Stanley Boyd on with you is uh, yeah. in the top 15 as well. Yeah. In the state. And Medford also, and those two schools are in the same regional as NGL. So, um, and right now, if you had to pick it, you would think Medford would be the top dog, but. Uh, you know, the coaches up at NGL think is these kids get better and better. There's always a possibility of knocking them off. So. Okay. So. And Fenimore and Coleman 
are uh, ranked ahead of Stratford this yeah. week in Division Three. Fenimore uh, won a big tournament last weekend. I forget where, but the Fenimore has a very strong team this year, and Coleman always has a yeah, strong team. Yeah. So, and that's uh, that's always a big deal there in the in the in the regional. Uh, usually, it's in the same regional as Coleman and Stratford. So, all so, right. So, so some big uh, wrestling, basketball, all coming up. Yeah, lots uh, of stuff weekend. going on this yeah. year. So. Got another guest in here for uh, two guys on sports here this morning. And we had a guest in here uh, a couple of weeks ago, Ava Kruchke, and uh, got an update from her. She went to uh, South Dakota, Fargo, South Dakota, and got seventh in the uh, 9 to 13 junior class. Right. And I see she was uh, going to race in another class, but her snowmobile wouldn't start. Well, <laughs> from what I heard, it was cold, bitterly cold, 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 cold over there for that weekend yeah. that they raced. So. But that's great. Seventh yep. place. Yeah. Ava is just going to keep going and going and going. Yep. I think she's off now until uh, January next month. Yep. So. so good luck to her. But we have another guest with us. Uh, we're bringing guests in all the time, it seems like, on Two Guys on Sports. We're going to have to call it Three Guys on Sports yeah. pretty soon. We got Dale Berger in the in the studio with us uh, today, and uh, Dale's going to be talking about uh, the Community Boxing Club, which is uh, a pretty good thing for some of these young kids, uh, giving them a little something to do. Maybe a little background on uh, how this all got started for people that may not know about it. Well, we started uh, back uh, eight, nine, ten years ago. Um, I had a, a young young man approach me, Logan Grapp approached me. He had heard that I had boxed, um, and he wanted to give it a try. So I started training him in, at home in the basement. Uh, we actually got him a match uh, a couple months later after um, quite a bit of training. I uh, did well. It, word got out that uh, I had uh, worked with Logan, and, and before I knew it, I had 10, 11 kids in my basement uh, working and training. And, and uh, at that point, we had to find a spot for the gym, uh, which we were fortunate to do, and it's uh, continued since then. Strong, strong presence. And I mean, the kids are down there all the time. Now, when you say uh, you found a place to go, where where are you located now? We are located under the DMV in the old farmer's store in the basement, coming through the back parking lot. We're, we're, we're in the basement there. Great space. Wonderful gym. Uh, how many kids do you have uh, right now going, Dale? Right now, we got about 16 in the gym. Oh, nine, nine are registered and, and ready, to, ready to compete at any time. So um, there's four or five that um, I will put in. You know, if a match came up tomorrow, we'd be we'd be there and ready to go. They're they're training hard. They're they're ready to go at, at the drop of a hat. So, how many do you take if you go to a match? How many do you usually? You had 16, but you don't take 16. If if all 16 were matched up, we'd we'd try and find a way to get them all there. Oh, um, okay. But usually, what happens is coaches get a hold of us that are putting on a show, um, and they ask for a list of boxers. Um, let's say we're going to Duluth, I'll get a call from the Duluth coach, a message from him, and he'll ask me to give him a list of, of who I have, their ages, their weights, uh, experience, um, and I send him that list, and then he'll try and match us up with different matches, people that we haven't, haven't boxed before. So usually, um, I usually give a list of around, well, as many as I can. Um, if we get four or five on a show, that's pretty good. Um, okay. depend, everybody's got to fall into a, a, just the right um, category to, to box. So. Yeah, because when there's a show, there's what, about 15, 16 matches usually? Yeah, yep, yep, and we try and get as many different clubs in as possible when we have shows, um, and, and we try to match up with different people. You know, some of these kids will end up boxing the same person three, four times, but we always try and find someone new that they haven't fought before. 
Any uh, any new kids on the block recently? Or there is. I got a couple new kids. I just got them registered here in the last week um, with USA Boxing, and hopefully I can find them non-tournament bouts here at the, at the Silver Gloves. Uh, and we're also going to have a show. We we going together with Wisconsin Rapids, and they have a show in Kellner, and hopefully we'll get them in there too. So so there's a couple new kids that that their their first match is coming up. <laughs> a little nervous for they're a little nervous i'm pretty good with it uh, as far as the, the the event coming up in january tell us about that dale it's a it's a state tournament so it's a wisconsin state tournament it's a silver gloves tournament um we usually try to have that show sometime in december things got december things got pushed back this year so it's going to be the first weekend in january um i think we have four or five that will be in the tournament from your community um, from, from the club here, yep. Um, we got uh, the two shown girls, uh, Brooklyn and Naya, and I believe uh, Tramel will be in it, as well as Easton and Ashton. So so th that's a that's a pretty good group that I got going into that into that tournament. I got uh, quite a bit of an experience going into it. Um, from there, if they, so they, they could box Saturday and Sunday, depending on how many kids are in their, in their weight class age brackets. Um, if they win there, then we're off to regionals January 18th and 19th in Hinkley, Minnesota. They advance through that. Then we're off to nationals in uh, Kansas City, first week of February. Yeah, did Ashton go quite a ways last year, I believe it was? Yes, Ashton, Ashton made it all the way to nationals. He's made it to nationals the last two years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you get down there, Ashton's running about 30 bouts, somewhere in there. He's got about 30 bouts. But you get down there, I think, the kid he drew first last time had somewhere around 90 bouts. Oh, wow. So it was, Ash, Ash fought hard, boxed well, gave him three good rounds. We didn't get the decision, but he, he advanced all the way through. Um, the year before in the tournament, he, uh, he won the state tournament, ended up boxing the number five kid in the nation and beat him. The kid was from South Dakota and advanced the nationals uh, that year as well. So he's placed seventh twice down at the national tournament. Now how do you get how do you get a kid ready like Ashton or any of your other boxers ready to go against somebody that has 90 bouts when they're down at the gym here in Nielsville? <laughs> that, that, that's tough to do. We yeah. really have to work hard and, and we have very limited sparring. I, we work well with, with Gus Jim from Marshfield. Uh, Rapids has a good club so we try and get them or we go there and we spar with them just to get them somebody else to work with. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's all on them once they're in there. You know, And, and there's only so much... Uh, in, in nationals is such a, a difficult place to box. There's three rings going at the same time. They're side by side. Mm -hmm. um, and I think last year there's 500 and some kids that and that were in the tournament. <laughs> it was a lot. Of, it, it was it was when you get there, it's utter chaos, and it's a little <laughs> bit overwhelming when your weigh-ins take four to six hours to get through weigh-ins. Oh wow! So now let's talk. You talked about Ashton. Uh, how about uh, Brooklyn Schoen? Now, from what I've understand. There's there's kids that are afraid to box her. There are. Um, she's good. She she has a skill set. It's it's a wonderful skill set. Uh, I think her th strongest um, the, the thing that sets her apart is her determination. Um, she's had six or seven bouts. She lost one of them. Uh, she went up against a bigger girl. She fought a great fight. Fought a great fight. Lost a close decision. Um, she's pretty much steamrolled through everybody else that, that she's got in the ring with. She's strong. She's determined. Um, she gets hit. She comes right back at you. She's not going to back down from anybody. Um, and I got her sparring with the boys, and, and, and she does a great job. So we're, 
looking at good things for her if she keeps working. Is she going to do well, you think, at Silver Gloves? Or? Yes, I think she'll make it through the state, no problem. Um, in the regional tournament, depending on the weight classes, um, the either the weight class below or her weight class, there's a girl out of North Dakota that's ranked number one. Not sure where they're going to line up um, for weights, but that could be a very interesting interesting match. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we were down in Davenport, and Brooklyn beat the number three girl in the nation. Uh, unanimous decision. It was a great match. Brooklyn dominated it. So I'm kind of interested and kind of hoping that we do match up with this girl from North Dakota in the regions to see where we are. Um, once she gets the nationals, we don't know what she's going to get. Yeah. You know, but okay. I, I, have a, I have a good feeling that she's going to place high. Cool. Sounds like any other sport, you know. Just if you want to be the best, you got to beat the yeah. best. Yeah, yeah, you do, and you, and you can't back away from them. Um, and she'll get in the ring with anybody. It's uh, you know, her and Ashton both. They're they're willing to get in there. Um, some of these kids accept that challenge. They they want to know where they stand with with these other kids, and and that's a tough sport. You know, you're going in there knowing <laughs> you're going to get punched in the face, you know, and and they jump in there with they're they're excited about it. Um. What about the bouts themselves? How long are they like a regular uh, bout that people see on TV or? For no, we we do for silver gloves for the tournament. Um, we do three one-minute rounds, okay. and no matter the age. Um, in a regular show or different tournaments, the older you are, the longer your your rounds can be up to three minutes. Um, but for this tournament, the last couple of years they've run everybody at one-minute rounds. Um, it, it's really a fast-paced bout at that point. Uh, Brooklyn normally fights minute and a half or two minute rounds. So in the same with Ashton, they're going to have to pick it up and really go at a faster pace than what they're what they're used to. That's so. my next question: Is see if these people are experienced in a minute, can they get something going? You know, it's it's hard to do. Yeah. It is very hard to do. You know, uh, and and you're watching from the outside and you're thinking, boy, that went fast. But I know that that minute <laughs> when you're in the ring is forever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so they have to adjust their styles and what they do. Um, Ashton is a, is a very good counter puncher. He likes to stay back and punch, and he likes to pick a person apart. It's hard for him in that minute where Brooklyn is very aggressive, and she's going to go right at him. So it's going to be a little easier for her because she's she's that got that hard charging mentality to her. So they both have to adjust a little bit, but it should be it should be good for her. What him. kind of competition are you expecting at Silver Gloves? I mean, State here, we got one of the we got two really good clubs. One out of Kashina and one out of Milwaukee. Um, if we line up with them, they're very tough clubs to beat. Um, it's it's a really they train well, they work hard, they're very determined. Um, if we get one of them, it's going to be a tough it's going to be a tough match. We've won some, we've lost some with them. So those two clubs are going to be really difficult to beat. They should probably end up you know sending most of the club or, or most of the team on to regionals. But we can beat them. Uh, there's other clubs that can. They're not unbeatable. You know, mm -hmm. it's 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 any time we can get in there. Um, so they provide really good competition for everybody, um, and they bring big teams. Now you have to finish first to advance have on. To finish it, there's first, no yep. second or third. No, okay. no, and the only way if you don't finish first, the only way that you will advance is if the person that took first pulls out, oh, um, okay. or if they can't, if they come to the second day and can't make weight, make weight, they're they're out too. So, okay. um, so is this a deal a, a Saturday night, Sunday afternoon kind of deal? That's or? that's what we're hoping for. We're not sure how many are going to show up. Uh, the last couple of years, it's been both days. They've okay. run they've run a Saturday night of about 12 bouts okay. for the for the tournament. And then Sunday, there's been four or five. 
and maybe they'll mix in a few non-tournament balls just to get, you know, since everybody's up here for it, they'll, they'll make it worth their time. Um, so we'll have a bunch of tournament bouts and then some non-tournament bouts to, to round out the night. But you mentioned like some of the kids that yeah. might get a chance to get their feet wet. So yeah, and you know, and I and some of the kids I'm hoping from the gym, um, being in the the hometown, they'll have the crowd behind them. They'll feel a little better, or may, they might be a little more nervous. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that could work both yeah, ways. Yeah, it could. <laughs> so, so if if somebody was interested in getting involved in this uh, community boxing, what what do they have to do? Uh, get a hold of me. Um, that's what they have to do. They get a hold of me. They can reach out to me, uh, or you know, they can check it out on Facebook. But uh, uh, we train twice a week, and we're going to pick them now. We're going to four nights a week for the tournaments and stuff uh, with a handful of boxers. But usually we train twice twice a week just to, to stay, stay crisp. Um, but they get a hold of me. Um, I like to meet them face-to-face down at the gym, have them come down and check it out, mm-hmm. you know, and, and see what it um, so they can check out what the kids are doing for a couple hours a night. It's a heck of a workout, too, I've heard. Yeah, it is. It is. We, we like to push them a little bit. I got a couple good coaches that they're always coming up with something new. So Well, you know, it, it's, it, it reminds me kind of, a, of wrestling. I mean, the, the amount of time you're, put, you're in the ring is not a lot, but right. the amount of energy and... and uh, there, there are stories out there. There's a lot There's of stuff. Many good wrestlers out there who, in the off-season, will go to boxing lessons yep. just to improve their footwork. Yeah. And, and, and stamina. And, you know, we've had a few of them down there, and it's it's been great because when they come down and they work hard, that pushes my boxers a little bit more. So I, I like that when they're down there and, and they're working, you know. Now, if somebody wants to get into it, how many, uh, if they're worried about, you know, matches every weekend, I don't. how many matches do you guys usually get into in a, in a year? We're running about two a month. Um, okay. But we might not go to some, you know, if nobody can make it. Um, we're selective in what we do. We could go every weekend, and you know we travel anywhere from Iowa, Minnesota, uh, the UP. Uh, we'll duck down into Illinois once in a while, so we could box a lot more. Um, but we try to keep it less than you know one or two times a month okay. to, to go. Um, now, of course, football. The big concern there is safety. Mm-hmm. Um, what about boxing? Well, so the, this this is always the question I get. Um, and it's real list on the on the on the dangerous sports. Okay, uh, one thing they figure is that they know where you're going to be targeted. You're not going to be targeted from behind. You're not going to decide. It's all in front of you. Um, we have um, before every match, we have a physical from a doctor. They have to go through the weigh-ins, the physicals, and then they get checked out by a doctor right there. We have a doctor at ringside. There's four or five people at a show that can stop about it. They feel someone's, you know, in danger or if, or if the if the boat is not equal. Um, uh, if you get injured, let's say you do, you you know, the big boys, they hit hard. Mm-hmm. You know, you get up into that 160 and, and them kids can hit hard. Um, you get hurt, they can actually pull your, your passbook for 60 90, 180 days until you go back and see a doctor no. and get approved. Three times of that, and you're done. Your your sport is over, you know, for you. So, um, real ca- they're real cautious with it, um, you know. And we have to take classes on it. We have to understand what's going on. So, good. It's That's good. It's, yeah. pre- it's pretty safe. Yeah. All right, uh, Dale. Thanks for coming in here and talking with us about community boxing. Uh, something that, you know, maybe some people don't even realize it's there. 
Yeah, we, we still get that. We still get that. We didn't even know you had a boxing club in town. Yeah. So. But the events that we've had here in town over the years have been very well attended yes. for the most part. Yes, and, and I'm very appreciative of the support we get from the community. You know, this year we got the Silver Gloves Tournament. We have actually the Junior Olympic Tournament coming up here in town. And I found out that we did land the, the regional tournament uh, sometime after the JOs, so we we got three tournaments here in town, oh, which wow. is, is is pretty nice. Yeah, and plus it brings a lot of people into town. Also, it, it does, it it does. We've had the tournament the last I think last year for the JOs, and and town was busy. You know, now people say uh, they might hear it's at the American Legion, but that's actually a pretty good setup there. It is a nice setup. Perfect. It's it's beautiful up there. You know, we got a lot of room for we get a lot of people that show up. You know, you you know, club brings in seven, eight, ten, twelve boxers, three, four coaches. You know, plus their, their, uh, some of the clubs travel well. Their fans travel. Their families travel with them. So it is an ideal spot to have it. And, and that's uh, January 4th and 5th yep. for the uh, Silver Gloves. For the Silver Gloves, yeah. So. All right. It's up at the American Legion in Nielsville. Thanks again, Dale. Yeah, thanks for coming in, Dale. Thank you. It was painless, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There he is, uh, Dale Berger. Uh, we thank him again for uh, joining us. On our on our show and uh, talking about the silver gloves and that's a uh, that's a big event coming. Yeah, a lot of lot of people going to come into town for that. Uh, sounds like matches both days, uh, Saturday night the fourth and and Sunday afternoon the fifth. Um, you're going to see some pretty good amateur boxing here in Dillsville. Yeah, so check it out again. Tickets and seating are limited for that. So uh, get in contact with the American Legion for uh, more info on that. Now uh, before we get out of here this morning, uh, Dick, we got to talk college football because the bowl season is here and. Yeah. And the big ones are coming up this weekend. Yep, the two uh, the two playoff games. Uh, uh, let's see, it's Ohio State and Clemson, I believe, and yep. then uh, uh, LSU and Oklahoma, I believe. And yep. uh, um, I'm thinking, Larry, I think LSU is going to handle Oklahoma, and I believe Clemson is going to handle Ohio State. So you got Clemson and LSU. Yes, I do. So, okay. So all right. I I I've been reading where Justin Fields is eighty percent right now. So yeah, I, that's I, what I've heard. I, yeah. I think that might come into play. So we also need to mention the Packers, Larry. Big yeah. win on Monday night. Big win. Uh, really, I thought dominated Minnesota and the lines on both sides by sides of the ball and. Uh, you know, all the time listening up, I was hearing things about the worst 11-3 team in the league, and then <laughs> Tuesday you're listening to the show, oh, they're a Super Bowl contender, so so I don't know. Uh, but the bottom line is they need a win on Sunday at Detroit to clinch a bye. I really believe if they don't win that, they're going to have Minnesota back at Lambeau the next weekend because Minnesota will be a six and uh, more than likely Green Bay will be a three. So, yeah, right so. now it's the Saints as a thir- uh, three seed, and uh, – the Seahawks are a five, and the Eagles are a four. Right. So yeah, it, it, things could change. Yeah, it, a big a big game Sunday night, uh, yeah. San Francisco and Seattle. Um, you know, if Seattle wins that, the pack and the Packers win, the Packers going to the number one seeding. So, so we'll see. But yeah. uh, you know, things look better. And then, so speaking of college football, next Wednesday, Badgers, Badgers in Oregon and the Rose Bowl also. So, what do you think of that game? You I, know, I don't really know a lot about Oregon. I don't either. Uh, uh, over the years, it's been a very high-powered offense, yeah. but a very leaky defense. So um, I think the Badgers, if they play their ball control game like they normally do, uh, let Taylor run left, Taylor run right behind that big offensive line, I think they'll be right in the ball game. Yeah. So, so. All right, that's next, uh, next Wednesday at 4 o'clock on ESPN, the Rose Bowl. All right, there it is. Another week. 
Another week in the books, Larry. It'll be so. another busy one uh, to talk about uh, next yeah. week following uh, the new year. Yeah, and then just the influx of high school sports after that also. Yes. So. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. That's two guys on sports for uh, this Thursday. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick Olson. We'll talk to you again next week.